Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. All right, we just finished up a conversation with J.D. Beach, and uh, join us now is Bad Brad Baker, the bullet. He, the uh, bullet. Yeah, won the Grand National Singles Championship in his first full-time year of racing in 2009, and the rest is history, as they say. He joins us now. What's up, Brad? How are you? How are you? Good, guys. Uh, always happy to be on the show. Yeah, we're glad to have you. What's what's uh, what's the bullet up to today? <laughs> uh, well, I'm actually uh, doing a little bit of therapy right now. I have my uh, legs being ran through the motions on an electrode bike and helping keep the uh, muscle mass up in my legs and blood circulation going and just uh, staying healthy. Do you get some kind of a buildup of... of uh uh, of some kind of a, I don't even know what the fluid it's called, but in your in your legs, do you get that? A lot of fighters do. Uh, you're probably thinking of like maybe lactic acid. Yeah, exactly. Um, it might be a little bit of that. Lactic acid kind of builds up more so after um, you're like an intense workout. So okay. Maybe a little bit after I'm done doing this, but uh, I, I definitely get. Um, this buildup of fluid in my legs because I don't have as good of blood circulation in my legs just because of obviously the muscles aren't firing to uh, to make the blood flow more. So when I've been sitting down all day and, and not having my feet up, my my legs, my ankles, or really just like my calves and my ankles I gotcha. seem to swell up a little bit. But uh, for the most part, um, everything stays pretty good well pj uh you you have a, a tremendous buildup of lactic acid just uh doing your job at hicklin power sports uh, yeah and uh, well unfortunately you're probably right my uh <laughs> my overall health is not improving let's say i'm going in the wrong direction with age uh break brad who are you who are you working with now most uh directly in our aft series i know you're you're helping out with uh indian right yeah, yeah, so I helped the Indian motorcycle team. Um, Indian has been so gracious to keep me in, involved with the team and it's been awesome with the uh, the two new riders, which is Brian and Bronson Bauman, um, two guys that I've, I've grown up racing with. And it's been awesome being able to, to work with them, um, just knowing their talent and knowing them both on a personal level. But... Uh, yeah, so I, I I just help them out, rider coaching throughout the day, um, and uh, just kind of help the team over the, the off season with some technical support and just getting this new team put together. 
Brad, does the history of Indian racing, um, Indian motorcycle racing, does that um, does that weigh on you at all? Or, I mean, let's face it, you go back to the original wrecking crew, and uh, this this team won a lot. Um, so that obviously uh, it's 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 quite an honor. But does it weigh on you at all? Um, you know, it really did. I mean, the first year uh, that they brought the wrecking crew back. 2017 it was it was awesome to be a part of it i mean it's one of the things that i'll you know most most remember about my racing career was being a part of that wrecking crew with with brian smith and and Jared bees and having so much expectation to live up to because right. that uh you know original wrecking crew <laughs> there was a reason why they were called that because uh, <laughs> they seldomly ever got beat right um so yeah going into 2017 you know, Brian, Jared, and myself—we knew what what we what we needed to do, and and heck, we did it. I mean, there was—I uh, think we had five or six podium sweeps. Uh, wow. Obviously, Jared and Brian—you know—they won a handful of races, like three quarters of the races, and I was on the podium 14 times. I mean, I led—I think I led almost close to 100 laps that That's year, crazy. But, but never got a win, and. That's the only thing that I look back on. I think the fans. I think the fans have a different view. It's not necessarily who's on the podium, right? Uh, at the end of the race, it's it's how hard did you battle? And uh, Indian yeah, has yeah. provided you with great great equipment, right? Great great machines, but at the same time, um, you know, it's it's those uh, it's those close laps that everybody looks at and remembers. Um, you know, sometimes a, a race win is a race win. I get that, but what happened during the race will sometimes do even more for your career than uh, a race win. Agree or disagree? Uh, I definitely agree as well. I mean, people, people remember those close races sure. and, uh, you know, and I'm, and I had a lot of them. <laughs> definitely. there was a lot of good battles. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Indian wrecking crews has definitely lived up to their name. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, and even so now, I mean, Briar Bauman is, uh, is leading the points. He's podiumed every single race and sat on pole all four races of the year too. So, Tony, that was one of my great, uh, uh, great gifts you've given me, by the way, uh, was an opportunity to be in the uh, pits and in the uh, swap meet where the, the two original wrecking crew members. Oh yeah. Over, yeah. We do a Brad, we do this race in Davenport, Iowa, the same weekend as the, uh, the fall Springfield mile. It's what August, um, it's August 31st this August year. 31st, so yeah. it's the Friday night and it's a, it's a vintage race. And, um, Chris Carr will be there this year. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of that race. My good friend, Matt George, uh, oh, sure. on that race. Yeah, actually, I put it on now. Oh, you do now. I bought it off Matt. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody, yep. somebody that's a responsible and quality promoter understands what it means to 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 develop that event into what it used to be. But but th- think about it. Back then, when was that a dig at Matt? No, not at all. Uh, it sounded like a dig at no. Matt. Is Matt on the uh, phone? Let's no, go, we're not going to step. Let's, let's, let's go to line three. Matt, uh, might, Matt, drive, are you there? Hey, Matt no? might drive his cab over right through this building if you don't <laughs> watch over it. Buddy. <laughs> cab over P with a reefer on. Um, no, no, simply um, things have changed a lot. you got to be very, very competitive 
in all that you do as a promoter. But the the racers and the fans, I think, are the beneficiaries of this. So um, good job out of you, and uh, good job out of you, Tony, for for recognizing. Let's go back to you, Tony. Um, so you're. Uh, hey, did you ever find a mower? Uh, I did actually find a mower. <laughs> I, uh, our brother's bringing it down there this season. Actually, yeah, the, the grass is so long at the racetrack house, it's like calf high. We're going to have to get the dang hay baler what down did you, there if we don't get calf it. Calf uh, high? What did you end up uh, – I saw it on your Facebook. You were looking for a zero turn or something, weren't you? Or? Uh, I was looking for a nicer one. It was necessary a zero turn, and then ended up uh, – Having a little bit of change of heart, ended up getting just a three hundred dollars special. Actually, we found a one for two hundred dollars and one for three hundred dollars, so we got two of them. So oh, you're nice. gonna need. You're gonna. You know what you're gonna do though, Brad. You're gonna go through <laughs> both of those before you settle on spending real money on a mower, or or <laughs> yeah. you're gonna deal with that headache forever. Because do you well, have a mower? At the, do you have a mower at Riverside? Yes, we do. What do you have? A is Kubota, a, di- a diesel oh, Kubota, seventy-two Kubota. inch. Wow. Yeah, it's. I would have thought you would have gone with John Deere. See, that's what I need. That's what you need. You're right. Well, hook up. Come on it's, up. It's a, it's a it's a rental house, so it's uh not really looking to spend two grand on a mower. How much? <laughs> yeah, and up, <laughs> and up. He knows. And up, yeah. yeah. What, are you, what are you talking? What's she's the top closer end? to eighteen grand? The one I'm. Holy cats! Yeah, yeah. you're you're at yeah. ten grand just on a zero turn. Uh, you know, a good one. A yeah. good zero turn. You're at ten. Huh. Yeah. yeah it's people sure. don't realize the money it costs to do, you know, unless they're oh. in that business. No, for sure. I mean Let's go to PJ Durant. PJ? Well, Brad, I was just wondering, uh, clearly too too early to sound the alarm, but uh we did see uh <laughs> the oh so dominant Indian get topped recently. Um and Clearly, still, absolutely, uh, the the records and the and the race wins say the bike to beat. But we're seeing other teams making strides. Uh, is it does it change business at all on the uh, Indian teams? I mean, do they start looking uh, at development work that maybe they weren't looking at before because the bike was such an odds-on favorite? Uh, I don't think so quite yet. I mean, really, I mean, uh, Indian loves winning, but. They also love competition, so I think uh, as much as as bad as they want to win, I, I believe that India is also happy that there's other uh, manufacturers that are are catching up because uh, it uh, it is that that drive of competition between manufacturers. It's it's good for everybody. Right. So um, as fans, we need that. Yeah, we, we do. We, we do. need. We right. don't want to see all Indians going around there, even if we... And it validates, it validates the competition, right? Yes. You know, that one bike isn't the only bike that can win. Yeah, exactly. See, that's what they I thought about Harley all these... They, they understand that. Yeah, that's what I thought about Harley all the, all the years that they continue to win. What did that do to drive down okay um participation or drive down uh fan interest because you had one team winning year after year after year and uh and now you've got indian coming in and just dominating everything and i think it's a terrific thing i really do what do you think about that brad do you think that uh, harley their dominance over the years was was a hindrance for the sport yeah i, I believe it was to tell you the truth I mean, before too long only people that were there were, were Harley fans, right? And uh, really, I mean, that's that's the way it, it just stayed forever. And um, and then obviously all the other manufacturers they 
got involved in road racing and motocross and just kind of left dirt tracks the thing in the past mm. and getting more manufacturers involved then it's really helped bring back the sport so when indian came back and, and developed the scr 750 scout it was like it was a great thing for a sport um but at the same time it's been uh i want to say a bad thing but it's been a little bit of a difficulty just because there's been all these other manufacturers that have been trying to, to catch up i mean somebody's going to win right i mean still, somebody's going to win but yeah, does yeah, is it is sure. it as it's not predictable anymore uh tony and i think you'll probably agree with this it's more interesting now because you're watching it to see who will win yeah right what do you what do you think about the uh when we have motocross bikes quote end quote for the singles and you hear all the guys that are that's a motocross bike it doesn't belong out there why are we watching motocross bike blah 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 it's the same old thing <laughs> that they've been saying and then um you know then and they hate uh, honda is going to be involved in in uh flat track and they make an announcement and they show a bike in stock form as a and people lost their minds over that. And it's like, geez, they rolled one off the showroom floor to take a picture. They're obviously they're gonna. This team is turned you know, it into a DT special. Yeah, I mean it was a legitimate yeah. team. To, do do you? Th- what do you think? Do you think people are silly and they're just stuck in, in their old ways, or do you think that uh, they should be doing something different than riding these bikes? No, I think people are a little little silly and stuck in their old ways. I mean, this is. This is the modern era, you know, it's having these motocross bikes, so to speak, that were able to essentially just modify the suspension a little bit and put a 19-inch wheels with dirt track tires on and being able to go ride. I mean, it's it's brought us into the the 21st century. I mean... Brings out the competitors. Yeah, I love a custom-built, you know, dirt track bike. I mean, that's what i love to race what i love to build but for competition nowadays we need bikes that people can literally just go buy and yes and they're so and brad they're so good i mean you're you're basically you've got f1 technology in this single cylinder 450 cc bike the the r&d isn't going to get paid for by flat track racers no sorry there just ain't enough of them out there i don't know how the motocrossers are actually getting it done because the bikes are nine grand, and who can who can well, afford what, that? What's a flat track uh, bike that that he might be racing? What's that worth? What what are the forty? The Indians are right at fifty. Fifty? Yeah. I'm I'm sorry, fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, for the big bikes, but the you get onto a single, and you like Tony said, brand new one. You're looking at around nine grand, and then wow. you got a few yeah, grand converting it. Set the thing up for flat track, and you know you probably got. Twelve, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars in it, maybe a little bit more after you oh, yeah. all the stuff for the engine. Call it a fifteen thousand dollar bike. Wow! But, uh, okay. but they can run a few seasons. I mean, <laughs> certainly they can. <laughs> I was racing an 03 until recently. DT truck, oh, D- yeah. DT bike. They can they can last a long time, and they have value when you're done with well, them. If you need a new one next year, let's put it this way, guys. William uh, or James Ott, uh, kids, seventeen year old kids that got third at Texas. He was riding an 03 Honda. Yeah, 450 sweet so i mean all the bikes all the 450s are competitive doesn't matter what brand it is it really doesn't matter what year it is yeah it's more about the setup right brad more more about the the actual setup than the the model year of the and i'll and i'll go a step beyond that uh, 
PJ, if, if I can. It's not just about the setup. It's not just about the bike. It is about the rider. The rider knows uh, what he has to do with For the, sure. with his equipment, right? I mean, is that too obvious? Um, without a quality rider that understands when to shift, what to do on the track, in a corner, whatever, um, that's 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 when the magic really happens, and that's what it is. It's magic. Um, up against the clock, uh, Brad. Who do you want to thank, man? Uh, I got to believe you got some sponsors that have been with you for a while. You want to give a little shout out to? Yeah, definitely. I love to thank my sponsors, but most importantly, I'd like to thank all my my family, my friends, the fans, all the people that have stuck behind me through this recovery process after my injury. You know, without these people. Um, you know, this, uh, this all wouldn't be possible and I wouldn't be in as good a situation that I am right now, but, uh, I'd definitely like to give a huge thanks to Indian motorcycle for, for sticking behind me, uh, along with American flat track, S and S cycle, staying easy. Um, the class of 79, uh, is a, uh, fundraiser for injured riders and in flat track, uh, sure. huge thanks to them and everything they've done. Um, and then uh, Road to Recovery as well, another foundation that's uh, helped raise funds for me, and then just everybody that's donated to uh, to, to keep me afloat and getting me through therapy. So, yeah, just thank you all so much. Good job out of you. And next we talk, uh, I surely hope we see the uh, Pit Pass logo on your uniform, okay? Yeah. <laughs> there are some writers that are that. doing that now because they've been on the show this long, and I would suggest – Perhaps that would be a good idea for you as well. Um, anyway, <laughs> thank you very much, Brad. You're a lifelong member. <laughs> <laughs> you you are a lifelong member. God bless you, Brad. Right. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. There we go. Brad the Bullet Baker. Um, you know, when it comes to racing, and Tony, I want you to talk about this because the Las Vegas 250 uh, Supercross Showdown uh, saw at Sam Boyd Stadium, by the way, uh, Alex Martin in fifth, and you're obviously close to the Martin family, right? Did you see him finishing in the top five? Uh, yeah, you know he's come a long ways, really, and and he, uh, the guy is, you know, I I could, I could see Alex doing better than that. He really is. Um, just a solid guy. It's a bummer his brother isn't out there racing, too. Right, right. Uh, Chase Sexton bested him in fourth, and Cameron McAdoo, we talked to him earlier uh, in uh, from Sioux City, Iowa, on uh, that uh, Honda CRF 250, uh, finished in third. R.J. Hampshire, who we love talking to, by the way. He's a great kid. Uh, Honda CRF 250, also out of Hudson, Florida. But finishing in first, and P.J., I'm going to ask you this. Dylan Ferrandez. Uh, out of Avignon, France, on the Yamaha. Did you see that coming? Yeah, he's been fast for a while now. Okay. He's been fast. All right. Quick timeout. Shana Texter waiting in the wings. We'll be back after this. This is uh, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned. And we're back. Um, so this is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. It's okay. I don't know where. Oh, oh Jack went down to get the pizza. Okay, good. Perfect. Perfect timing, Jack. Can you bring up our next guest, Leanne? I can do it here. You, you, you actually, you we can, can get her from in the studio. Yeah, you can you hit can the air, but there hey. she is. Shana. Shana, how are you? <laughs> hey, guys. We, we only been doing this 16 years. We're still learning. We're going to get it dialed. We're going to well, get I it doubt dialed. That. I doubt that very much. <laughs> What's up, kiddo? Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.